This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on, $50 buys. All right, on this episode of Bare Knuckle Radio, very excited to be talking to an individual who competes at BKFC 55, which goes down on November the 18th, and a very intriguing co-main event as Bartholomew Kroll knuckles up and toes the line against Anthony Holmes, and great getting to have Anthony on Bare Knuckle Radio. How's your day going there, man? Yeah, it's good. I've uh, just finishing up, uh, back into our training now, so uh, just done 14 rounds today. Sparring, and then uh, yeah, looking feeling good for next week. Yeah, and it seems like you're getting in some incredible work. Like I saw you had a good 15 rounds at AVT MMA Leeds recently. It looked like you were getting in some work with, you know, Rico Franco and stuff like that. So definitely, you know, love to see the work with you know Rico and some other you know great individuals as well. Can you speak to I guess how this recent training camp has gone? Yeah, I mean, uh, we last training camp, I made a few mistakes, uh, there were a few issues, I won't do any running, the essence here was boxing constantly, and uh, I know it was wrong in my own head, um, but I just went along with flow, I had a new coach, which, it was a good coach, but we were training me like best at stable, like we were all one mould, and then a few things weren't feeling right, and it, it showed, ended up taking my first loss, Um which, so I've just gone back to my old method and I've, I've loved every minute of it, mate, to be honest with you. I love, I love the full process of fight camp. And I mean, I use Recode, Danny Mitchell and stuff like that, ABT for my sparring partners anyway. Um, they're a great set of lads. And the rest of them, Robbie Kennedy, and also all different sizes, ranges, um, abilities, uh, different attributes. So, yeah, feeling great. And, I mean, you mentioned that first loss and just, I mean, such a run you've had so far. I saw that post you had talking about how within five pro bare-knuckle fights you've collected four titles and, you know, at different weights, no less. So, I mean, just a lot of great accomplishments already. But how important is, you know, just that loss within that? I would think that you'd be able to, I guess, learn a unique set of lessons from that and really grow as a bare-knuckle fighter. Yeah, I mean, it's taught me to uh, listen to myself, you know, not, I've been at it a long time, you know, different disciplines, cage, boxing, good boxing, and bare knuckle. And I went against my own, you know, my own judgment, and I let somebody else take full control, and uh, I just know to listen to my own body, you know, this time. I mean, uh, Danny's a a good puncher anyway, like, but I just think it would have been a bit more switched on, a bit fitter. I won't go into that fourth round as tight as what I want. I've pretty much spent out on um, third. But he is, a, he is a class operator as well. He's a, he's a good presence, a good hitter, but I do think I could have done better than white fight all the way through to that moment. So I took a lot away from it. I'm, I think I needed as well, you know, to trust myself. And uh, it's been to change a few things as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling feeling good about it I think it's happened at the right time obviously nobody wants to go uh, and get a loss but as long as you use that loss for a learning um, um, I think it's the best thing to uh, what can happen to somebody it's 
re, you know, rejuvenated my motivation on that a bit as well. Uh, this one as well, it's my first non-title fight since I've been doing bare knuckle, everyone's been a title, I've been British title holder, European, been world title holder, middleweight, and, uh, but middleweight were a different organisation, we're 84, so about 10 years, uh, 10 years or more, of, um, I've not fought at 79 before, so I've not been this way for a long time. <laughs> I was gonna say, how does the prep differ at that weight relative to some other weight classes you fought at? Um, no, I've never really struggled with weight, but my management were been looking to go down for some time because, uh, especially, I'm only five ten. I'm uh, like cruiserweight and light heavyweight. Everybody seems to be like six, from six foot to six foot four, so you're always against it with range anyway. But I've never turned down a fight. But we after that last one. We thought, right, we need to be fighting a, you know, weight class we think I should be at. Um, I'm a bit stubborn for me, I'm good, and think it's a good fight, I take it. Never if you lose the fight, so it'll be uh, interesting to see what Barcroft can offer because he uh, seems fast, explosive, and he hasn't fought a southpaw for over 15 years, so that'll be a good little puzzle to you know. I think it, and, you know, um, we'll see what happens on that, but I feel quite confident. I was going to say, do you have anyone in your training giving you those southpaw looks, or is this going to be like a bit of an adjustment, at least in the early goings, I suppose? Yeah, it's the, this camp, I managed to get some southpaws, like number two, kickboxing champion, kickboxing, Dean Patterson, he's a good, uh, all them line, but he's a good operator, so it gets me thinking. On the old phone from AVT as well, he's a switch which is terrible, but he's really good in Southpaw, um, nice, elusive fighter. So, yeah, I've been all different styles, different sizes. We've been prepping all my events. Um, I'm just looking. Last, time, last fight I had, I already couldn't wait for downtime. I was just, like, tired. You know, I think I left most of it. You know? So, this time I've approached everything right, different headspace, and uh, listened to my body a lot more. And just, like I said, best I felt in my own time, I do feel... I'm coming back from a loss, I do feel really rejuvenated and looking to uh, this new uh, life on show on, uh, on the 18th. Yeah, and you mentioned the explosiveness of Crawl and everything like that. I'm curious what you, I guess, think of him overall. He has a pair of BKFC wins that he's collected this year and everything like that. Like, what are your thoughts on him, I guess, beyond the explosiveness like do you see other i guess notable attributes and i guess what are your thoughts on his combat resume overall because it looks like he has some mma experience he's got an impressive cage resume and 12 fights uh, nine wins i'm not sure how they've stopped going on um but i can't get too much away you know the stuff you know what i've seen because obviously yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll be fighting next week but yeah, it seems like um, it seems like it'll be a good test, you know, coming back from a loss, and I'm looking forward to that. Again, like I said, I haven't fought a South Park for 15 years, so um, I'm just looking to see how much I can guess. That is just a puzzle to work out, and I'm sure I'll, I'll figure that out in the night. I do think he's got a few dangerous spots uh, I need to be aware of. It's bare knuckle, and, you know, it's uh, you can't afford to take unnecessary shots. Because uh, the last thing I want is out stopping for a cut, but um, how I feel, 
I think I'll be, uh, especially when we're fighting heavier weights, do feel I'll be uh, too strong for him. Yeah, I was going to say it's a very interesting fight, just considering what both of you guys bring to the table. But I guess I'm curious to, you know, get some thoughts on this, because obviously you've, you know, adapted well to the differing rule set of BKFC by virtue of, you know, cementing yourself as that, you know, BKFC UK champion, and you've collected gold and BKB. I guess I'm curious, like, how that whole process was, I guess, adapting from that, you know, BKB rule set that's obviously more like at range kind of work and the clinch isn't there, but yeah, like, I guess relative to the BKFC. Um, BKB, yeah, because um, in the clinch rule, the mate um, stopped straight away. Uh, but just, um, it's not different, I've fought myself MMA, I was 6 and 0 in MMA. I've done a lot of wrestling on Jiu Jitsu, so um, yeah, so, I actually prefer it better, actually, because it's one of my strong points, is, uh, in, uh, which I didn't get to touch showcase that on BKB, other than when I fought Chad Kelly, um, which he did a lot of cringe work and he was getting shots off, which he was supposed to do under that rule set, but they get away, but that's the only time I got caught, because I'm expecting us <laughs> <laughs> to be fighting any clinch under the rule set, but we're under Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, I would think the BKFC rule set would allow you to, I guess, tap into some more tools that you have. And I think I saw a quote you had even leading into that fight you'd mentioned there where you were talking about how, like, you know, even sometimes if you're the smaller opponent physically, it's like you're seven feet tall on the inside. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm, uh, I've, I've always been one to stand my ground, you know. Um, I can't be a loose fighter. I can't be a come-forward fighter. Uh, I think the last two fights... With the characters I've been in with, with the um, with the strength they've had in the punches, I've had to be more elusive. But if you look back to me, uh, BKB fights, I can change. Uh, I seem to adapt from the fighter rather, you know, going off their attributes. So, but it's all like I say, I love the full process of it all. You know, winning, losing, whatever. You know, it, it's for me. It's uh, it gives me gives me a focus in life. I'm lost without it. Um, I always feel there's someone missing if I'm not in fight camp or someone to look forward to. So, yeah, I think BKFC is the best promotion for winning on the platform where it's on, how they run everything. So I'm just, uh, especially the time we're in at the minute, because bare knuckles growing massive. I just think I'm, I'm on board at right time, starting in 2019. Um, I would have liked to have had a lot more fights, but obviously COVID gone away. And that would have been a nightmare. So, but, um, yeah, just looking forward to keep getting in, keep keep matching up with you other, and hopefully get over to America for the next one. And I guess just talking about some of the, I guess, training preparations, I'm curious because it feels like, you know, bare knuckle fighters kind of will try out different things and have their own methodology. Like some guys will work with like the bigger kind of boxing gloves to kind of replicate that like power kind of work and, you know, have like live rounds more so, whereas like, some guys will also use like the smaller MMA gloves to kind of get that like precision kind of work. Like, like, what do you get in? Yeah, I do both actually. Um, when I have my hard spars, I'll use the uh, big boxing gloves, obviously uh, to prevent injury during. Thing. But when I do my technical sparring, it's all small gloves. Um, just picking the shots, getting the distance in, um, distancing right, and everything. And I just think it's better for you learn more. 
that way with the little gloves on and tech sparring. Uh, but to get me match fit as well, fight fit, I need to get me out sparring with big gloves. Uh, what I, can, I do find, I can tend to, when I put the big gloves on, I can tend to, you know, go more into like a pro boxing uh, mindset, you know, hiding behind guard a lot, which it's no good for uh, BKB, obviously. You know, if you try, you know, guarding like you're doing pro boxing, there's too many gaps, so it's you've got to make sure you get those little gloves sparring. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I appreciate the insights into, <clears throat> I guess, like that part of the work and everything I bet. And I did mention from the top, you guys are positioned, you know, quite well on the card with it being the co-main event. And I guess I'm just curious to maybe, you know, have you get some, in, give some insights rather into the main event because you obviously, you know, fought Danny Christie in a very exciting fight last time out and he's readying to fight, you know, Jared Warren in the main event. It would seem like that fight has a lot of like title implications at light heavyweight. Like what are your thoughts on that matchup there? Yeah, I think it's a good match. You know, you've got to keep progressing. I did want to rematch. Um, I said I will put um, open to rematch anyway. Um, but like I say, I'm not going to get many opportunities to get to America. So, uh, yeah, I wish him best of luck. You know, obviously I don't want him to lose either. Um, but I think he's got he's up same. He's got same uh, thing as me, you know, puzzle to solve as me. I think he's out fighting himself for which minute. But it'll be interesting to see how he deals with that. And I, what I've seen, uh, he looks like a, a decent fighter who's fighting as well. So I haven't seen much of him, but what I have seen, it looks, it looks good. Yeah, well said, and definitely an exciting fight. And we've talked earlier about your experiences in other combat sports before getting into BKB and now BKFC. I'm kind of curious, like, what initially, I guess, sparked your desire to want to compete in bare knuckle, like what initially, I guess, directed you to competing in this sport? Yeah, well, I was 27 last time I competed in uh, MMA. And then, unfortunately, got into a bit of trouble, ended up in jail, and uh, I was injured as well for, for the time. So, combat sports took a back step, ended up being out of sport for six years. And then when I come back in, I just started training again, got bugged uh, to start training again. And the coach pulled me and says, look, now you're back, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to aim, do you want to aim for uh, MMA? Do you want to go back and go boxing? Or do you want to um, buy bare knuckle? And I said, someone what's always, uh, always fancied is bare knuckle. I think it's the rawest form, rawest form combat sport to win. Um, it's traditional, isn't it? Especially over in this country, so... Uh, Somewhat lot to give a go, especially where we're growing, the pace that we're growing at as well. So uh, it was the best move I've ever done. Like I said, it changed my life. Yeah, is it giving you almost like a, maybe this isn't the exact way to phrase it necessarily, but like a redemptive kind of arc? Because like you talked about going to jail and combat sports having to take a back seat for a period of time that was pretty notable. Like, is there maybe like a redemption arc kind of component to what you've been able to do in Bare Knuckle so far? Yeah, like I say, it's, um, it's changed my life, my outlook on life, and it makes me a better person, you know, when it's something to focus on. Uh, like I said, I've got a lot older head on me as well, which helps. And I've seen where I've, I've gone wrong in the past. Since I've been focused on BK, uh, BKB, it's kept me from making the same 
mistakes, you know, and giving me a clear path of what I want to do. Um, like I say, it's changed my life round, and since I've been doing it, I'm a much, much better person, more mature, and uh, I love every bit of it. I love the atmosphere of it. The, I love everything about it. You know, the drive it gives me. So I'm grateful. Yeah, it's awesome to hear, and the gratitude definitely coming across. It seems like it's really helped your quality of life, as you've said a couple times, and just cool to, you know, get to represent Yorkshire as well and stuff like that on a big stage and everything. I would think that would be cool for you as well. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the support I've got from uh, my local area and stuff, businesses, the following I'm starting to build and people recognising the work I'm putting in. Um, yeah, I'm very, like I say, I'm very grateful for that. You know, it's people soon change their opinions of you, you know, when you start putting your energy in the right direction and uh, trying to make something of yourself and following your, following your goals, watching you succeed as well. It's, um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of uh, feedback, which I'm overwhelmed with, to be honest with you. And uh, yeah, it keeps me on the right path. Yeah, that's great to hear, and you seem like an involved family guy as well, which I imagine, you know, helps with that as well, just staying grounded and focused and present, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, my fiance, she's a counsellor, so that helps keep me going. <laughs> you know, very, very patient, very patient, and uh, she's helped me a lot, yeah. Uh, I don't think, you know, like, with her support, I've been in relationships in the past, and I hate it, you know. And all she's ever done when uh, when I met her, she uh, just said, "Do you know how passionate I was about it?" And she says, "Look, I'll never have you back." And then getting that push from her as well, it's, uh, I've been off running since. Yeah, I mean, so important, definitely such a massive sort of thing. But I really do appreciate all the time and the great insights, Anthony. Definitely was excited for this fight before talking to you, but you're giving some great insights and getting me more excited, but I do want to be mindful of your schedule and everything, man. So if, is there like maybe a final parting thought you'd want to add as we're sort of wrapping things up here, man? I just want everybody to tune in, you know, I think I respect my opponent. I think he's got a lot to offer a little bit. I think the card itself is amazing. Um, there's Danny Mitchell, who used to be in UFC, our retirement as well. He's got a nice fight lined up. Uh, Mason Shaw, Matty Hodgson, obviously main event, Danny Christie. Um, I just think everybody should tune in. You know, support fighters. We put a lot into it, and we'll give you all. With, uh, we'll give you everything and leave it all in the ring for you. So make sure you watch. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great card on November the eighteenth for sure, and definitely stoked for this fight at BKFC fifty five. And just really appreciate you coming on Bare Knuckle Radio, Anthony. So thanks for that, and really looking to. Look, really looking forward rather to checking out this fight with Bartholomew Crawl and should be a great co-main event and everything. But until then, you have a good rest of your day, man. And yeah, to reiterate, thank you for the time. I appreciate having us on. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, have a good day, mate. This episode of Bouts Talking Bouts is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Winning parlays. If you're looking for them in BKFC, you got to be checking out BK Bet Shark. Here's the thing. $50 buys, you get a personalized bet slip. It's based on your own budget. You can be flexible. It is what works for you. And this guy's got the receipts. You can check out all the winning tickets. You can peep them, and you can do so at Bare Knuckle Betting Shark. Check him out on Instagram and get with it. Got them personalized betting slips going on. $50 buys.